0: today on Commitment to Truth.
1: It's an ongoing responsibility, ongoing tension in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. Will I humble myself under the mighty hand of God? And you can rest assured, if you know Jesus today, He will set you up every single day in your life to let you understand and realize that what? He's bigger, He's better, He's smarter, He's all
0: wiser, and we're not. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. So why is something so right, so hard to do?
1: Something so right, so hard to do. In other words, it is so right and it is the right thing to do to be baptized as a follower of Jesus Christ. But yet for so many, there's this big struggle. There's this mountainous decision or we make it very mountainous uh, to do. uh, But yet it is very practical. It's a very simple decision. Here's a a few reasons over the years I've kind of noted why some people struggle with being baptized. One is I don't need to be. I'm just good like I am. I know Jesus. I don't need to do anything else. Secondly, I'm too simple. Some people think that I'm just not ready spiritually. You know, I got sin in my life and uh, or maybe I'm still struggling with something over and over again. So I'm not quite ready. Uh, Some may say it's not the right time. Some also may say that I was baptized as an infant and that was good enough. Uh, some others may say that it's too cold outside. Seriously. Oh, but for the record, and I hate to tell everyone who was baptized before today, the water is warm. Sorry. <laughs> it's like really, really warm. So we got some hot water in it. So it's pretty cool. So, but then there's other people who says they're afraid of water. Believe it or not, they're afraid of water. So they won't be baptized. Uh, others say that I don't want to get my hair wet. I just got my do done and I don't want to get my hair wet. But just to let you know, we also have some, my wife and I, we actually went to um, Dick Sporting Goods to get some swim caps. All right. So we're ready for you today. All right. Uh, and lastly, again, there's just some people say, I'm just not ready for it. Just not ready. I'm not ready to do this. But at the end of the day, all of our seemingly justifiable reasons is really not reason enough why we should not be baptized. So if you can open with me to Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 through 17. We're going to identify four reasons why baptism is so right, but yet why is it so hard to do or to concede to? Why is baptism so right, but yet so hard to just concede to? Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 through 17, it sets the context and and it is this. It's it's uh, the John the Baptizer, Jesus's cousin. He is now uh, making way for Jesus's arrival, and it is prior to Jesus' public ministry. And he encounters his cousin, and he says, "Hey, John, it's it's now time for me to baptize. You've been baptizing all these other people um, for repentance of their sins, but now it's time for you to baptize me." And it begins again in verse eleven. Matthew chapter three, it says this, as for me, this is John about to speaking, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who's coming after me is mightier than I, and I'm not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor and he will gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with the unquenchable fire. Verse 13 says, then Jesus arrived on the scene, right? From Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him saying, I have the need to be baptized by you. And yet you are coming to me. But Jesus answering said to him, allow it at this time. For in this way, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And understand this, Jesus said it is fitting for us, meaning John who is to baptize and Jesus who is to be what? Baptized. So it is fitting for us at this moment for Jesus to be baptized. So here's the first reason why, again, baptism is so right, but yet so difficult. It takes humility. One of the unspoken responsibilities are the unspoken challenges in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ is humility. In other words, the journey starts with humility. The journey ends with humility. Let me say it this way. When you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it takes humility to realize you need a Savior. It takes humility to to, to admit that I'm a sinner and I've sinned against God and I need a savior. But humility never stops there. Humility continues on and baptism is that first opportunity to take the step of humility, to simply say, God, listen, I get it. I'm a man of authority, meaning Jesus, but yet I need to do what? Begin to submit myself to the authority of someone else, someone greater than me. And do you realize that is an ongoing narrative in a follower of Jesus Christ? It's an ongoing responsibility until you see him face to face. Is understanding that it's someone bigger, someone better, someone with more authority, and that is God himself. And that's why if you see here, it says John in verse 14, John tried to prevent him. So John said, I have a need to be baptized by you. But Jesus himself, listen, Jesus himself suggested that he needed to become the lesser. Never changes. Philippians 2 says what? Consider others as what? More important than yourself. Jesus reminded in other portions of scripture, last shall be first. First shall be last. It's an ongoing responsibility, ongoing Tension in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ, will I humble myself under the mighty hand of God? Will I understand that he is the one with all power, I am the one with no power? Will I come to the place in my life that I understand that God is all knowing, I know nothing or little? And you can rest assured, if you know Jesus today, he will set you up every single day in your life To let you understand or cause you to understand and realize that what? He's bigger, he's better, he's smarter, he's all wiser, and we're not. We have limited power, limited resource, limited wisdom, and it's all given to him by him anyway. So this responsibility is this, uh, humility is this correct estimate of myself. This always understanding that if greatness is supposed to occur in me, if if there's this... uh, Kingdom responsibility that God wants me to accomplish, accomplish this ministry, this, this uh, if you will, community impact, this, this kingdom impact, it all begins and ends with humility, period. Humility is the correct estimate of ourselves. And the more authority a person gets, that person should never forget who he really is. And how much authority has been given to him by God and God alone. So humility, humility is the first step. But then humility always leads to doing what's right, right? Listen, parents, for your child to do what's right, it takes humility in that child to do what? Do what's right. Listen, if you want to excel on your, your job, guess what has to happen first? You have to humble yourself, follow the rules of the organization, no one gets a promotion in an organization doing their own thing, right? There's a reason why there's orientation when you get a new job. They orientate, orientating you or getting you oriented, right? And, uh, under to be able to understand the environment of the organization. It takes humility to say, I'm going to show up. And for some people I'm going to show up and be and receive orientation may not even get my full pay for the hope that I'll have the job. There's this responsibility to be humble before God that should lead to righteousness, doing the right thing. And that's why if you look at verse 15, he says what? But Jesus answering said to him, Allow it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. See this word righteousness, you know what it means here? Conformity to a higher authority. Am I willing to submit to a higher authority? You put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Guess what your life is going to be for the rest of your life? Submitting to a higher authority. The word righteousness goes on to be defined as it's God's standard. In other words, being baptized is simply said, this is God's standard. It's, it's his standard. This is what he says we should do. But then the last definition of righteousness, you know what I mean? Just as one ought to be. And, and that's, that should be the the goal in every follower of Jesus Christ's life until you see Jesus face to face is God help me to be as I ought to be in every situation. Help me to live in a way that is honoring to you in every situation, help me to be as I ought to be as I honor my parents. Help me to be as I ought to be as I raise my children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Help me to be as I ought to be towards my wife, even if she's not respecting me. Help me to be as I ought to be towards my husband, even if he's not loving me as Christ loved the church. Help me to be as I ought to be, even when I'm being treated unjustly. Help me to be as I ought to to be. That's the theme of a follower of Jesus Christ's life. That's the theme of righteousness, doing what's right. So it's just like God to say, hey, listen, you're on the team now. You're on the team now. If you want to be on this team, you got to be willing to be identified with me. You got to put on the team jersey. And that's what baptism is all about. Baptisms, it's like you're on the team now. Put on the team jersey. Go public that you're on the team jersey, right? Or it's like this. This wedding ring does not say in my heart that I'm married to my wife. But it tells everybody else around me that I'm married to my wife. And it should tell me every time I look back and remember the ring, it should take me back to the moment that I met her, that I fell in love with her, that I committed my life to her. Same thing with baptism. This ring doesn't change me. This ring doesn't make me obey and love my wife, but there's something that has happened to me supernaturally on the inside that I'm not willing to say, I wanna publicly communicate to the world that I'm taken, I belong to her. She belongs to me. Same thing with baptism. That's what it says. That's why it's the right thing to do. That's why it starts with humility. A man has to humble himself to ask for his wife's hand. But then humility continues to say, okay, since I want her to be my wife, will I now humble myself and do the right thing? Same thing when you wed yourself to Christ. When you come to know Jesus Christ, It leads to, humility leads to, I'm going to do what's right. I will obey God's standard. I will be as I ought to be because he belongs to me and I belong to him. And baptism says, okay, you want to start it? Start it. Because our life with Jesus is public, church. It's public. It's not private. You know, every time you hear hear people say, well, you know, it's just my relationship with God is private. No, it's not. It's not, it's, it's personal, but it's not private. It's you and him, but it ain't private. That's why people can just pick you out of a crowd and say something that's different about you because it's not private, it's public. And this, what we do today is simply saying, we're going public with our love for Jesus. Amen? Because it's the right thing to do. So Proverbs 21, verse 3 describes what's more acceptable to God. It says, to do righteousness and justice is preferred by the Lord than sacrifice. In other words, you can get all the money, you can do all the good stuff, but at the end of the day, you know what he wants you to do? The right thing. Do what's right. But then James 4, 17 says this, to to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him, then it's sin. So today, if you're kind of vacillating, as I shared earlier today, if you're vacillating, say, well, maybe I should, well, maybe I should, maybe I should, always defer to I should. When in doubt, defer to I should. I should do the right thing. I should obey. I should be as I ought to be. I should, I should, you know, do what God communicated to me and said to me in the quietness of my heart. Do what you know is the right thing to do. That's his promise, is that he will affirm you in everything that you do. Amen? Baptism, listen, equals humility. Humility is simply saying, I'm willing to be as I ought to be. Amen? Amen? It takes and it teaches us humility. It's the right thing to do. Here's our third point. Again, we're in Matthew chapter three, verses now 16 to 17. He says, after he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of God descending as a dove and settling on him and listen to what verse 17 says. And behold, a voice from the heavens said, this is my beloved son in in whom, in which, which I am what? Well pleased. So again, humility leads to doing the right thing. The right thing is pleasing to who? Right? So conversely, you do the wrong thing, it's what? Displeasing to God. So the, the, the third uh, thing or the third reason why we should do what we do and the third reason why it's so hard to do it, it's because it's pleasing to God. And think about this, whatever's pleasing to God is going to be not pleasing to who? Satan. Or truth be told, whatever is pleasing to God may not necessarily be pleasing to you or me. Because there's a part of me, sin nature, right? That doesn't really, really want to do what God is telling you to do. But at the end of the day, humility leads doing the right thing. The right thing will inevitably please God. Listen to a verse, uh, the word well pleased means in verse 17. It's to take pleasure in or to approve of. So whenever you do the right thing, God takes pleasure in you. In you, not what you do, but he takes pleasure in you and he approves of you. So many of us today are looking for the approval of our parents and our parents. Some of them aren't even alive right now. Some of us are are seeking approval from our parents and we've never even known our parents. Some of us are seeking approval from our spouses, our parents, our kids, or whoever it may be. You know, people in authority in your life, there's this inclination to always seek approval. But listen, if you aim at pleasing God, you have God's approval. And honestly, no one else's approval will matter. And please understand, that is a struggle, and that is the, another tension of life is who am I trying to please? The coach? Am I trying to please the teacher? Am I trying to please my mom? Trying to please my dad? Trying to please my wife? Trying to please, you know, and we're just, we're man pleasers. But at the end of the day, if our goal is to ultimately please man, we're mispleasing God. But if we wrestle with our flesh and deal with all the the gymnastics that we're having on the inside, we seek to please God. And inevitably, you may please man, but it doesn't make a difference if you please him or not. Because you please the one that matters the most. And guess what baptism does? Prepares you for that. Right? It prepares you for that uncomfortable. Well, you know, I'm going out in the water. I'm going to come out wet. I'm vulnerable. Hold on, what do you mean? You know, I have people ask, well, so when I go down, what's gonna happen? Are you gonna just leave me there? (laughs) Maybe some need a triple dunk or something, you know, but right, but but that but that those that's a place of vulnerability, allowing that person to bring you down. It's vulnerability. We're not in control. And guess what your walk with Jesus is like? You're not in control like you thought you used to be. So it's just like God, again, to say, all right, hey, this thing called baptism, you have to submit yourself and humble yourself to allow someone to even lower you, to bring you back up. But that's what pleases God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 describes what our ambition, life ambition should be. Listen, it says, therefore, we also have as our ambition, or our aim, or our love for honor. This is our ambition, whether at home or absent, is to please God. In other words, if I'm here on this earth or, with, or if I'm in the presence of Jesus now, I want to please him. It's the end game just to please him. I don't want to be baptized to please my mom or my dad. I just want to please Jesus. It's about, it's about pleasing him. Then he, here's his promise in Proverbs sixteen seven: When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with them. Anybody have an enemy here and there? He wants to take care of your enemies, but it begins with humility, doing the right thing, setting your ambition to please God and God alone. And He'll take care of anyone and everyone around you whenever He needs to. Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John to be baptized. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me?
0: But Jesus answering said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him.
1: Baptism is a believer's first act of obedience. Just as Jesus himself was baptized before he began his public ministry. It's also the outward expression of our new inward faith. It's the declaration that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Hi, this is Pastor Cedric. And if you like to take this next step of obedience and make a public declaration of the finished work of Jesus Christ in your life, I would encourage you not to hesitate. As the Ethiopian eunuch said, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? Today, here's water, what prevents you?
0: Thank you again for listening to our series From Commitment to Truth The teaching ministry of Commitment Church A place for all nations If you want to listen to the previous messages In this series Or if you want to hear messages from other series Visit Commitment Church on YouTube Or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify Pandora or other podcast providers You can also visit us on our website CommitmentChurch.org And if you live in the Philadelphia Delaware or South Jersey area